This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It's me, Stephen Scott. I hope you had a wonderful festive time, whatever it was you were doing. Hopefully, it was unwrapping lots of top tech. Oh, we're going to be talking about our favourites this hour. And uh, yes, with me, as always... As always. No, 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 I'll keep it. I'll keep it upbeat. Sean Priest is here. Hello. It's Christmas. You can't be horrible to me. Unbelievable. I, I don't see that in the contract. Let me just, <laughs> just check that. I don't think that's the case. Uh, Tim Schwartz is here from lifeafterblinds.com. Hello. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Sean. And Sean, have you met him? Just because it's Christmas doesn't change anything. That's true. Yeah. Bah humbug. <laughs> Does not change a thing. No, do you know what? I've had a nice time. I will say this. I've eaten more than I weigh. And that's a lot. Beaten double your weight in chocolate. Well, do you know, I haven't really started on that yet because, of course, you've got to go through. So, you know, this year I decided, because I'm a very considerate guy, right? I want to just put this out there. I'm a very considerate guy. So my wife says to me, I'll make the Christmas dinner this year. I'll, I'll take care of all of it. And I said, well, that's very kind of you. But I think you should have a year off all that nonsense because she's always stressed. Mm. So I suggested we have the next best thing. McDonald's was set, was certainly on the idea of the menu, but I think that's closed on Christmas, unfortunately. Uh, no Chinese. No. What? Yes, Chinese meal. What did you have? I had uh, chicken fried rice with uh, extra gravy, uh, chips or fries, as you may call it in Canada, and well, um, thank you, and prawn crackers. I know how to live. Ugh, did you at least wear funny hats and pull crackers? No. Wow, that's you're like the Grinch. We didn't even get the tree up this year. Do you know, we couldn't even be bothered to put the tree up. We've got, we bought a tree. We actually went out and bought a tree, uh, and it's in its box, <laughs> and we just left it in the the living room of the house, in its box, and we just put some fairy lights around it. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> as much as I want to pick on you for all that, Stephen, I, I can't because a couple of years ago we actually went to kind of an early afternoon dinner at a Chinese buffet and uh, on Christmas Day. So it was fantastic. It was all you can eat Chinese buffet. Nice. It was great. And and What's from last year, my, my wife put up the Christmas tree and this year it was so easy because she never took it down. So our tree is what? still up. What? Wow. Christmas every day. Yes. Although thankfully it wasn't a big tree. It's one of those table, like three foot tall trees. So it just sits on a table, ah, right, okay. yeah, and and so she just kind of left it up. That's quite a nice idea, actually. I will say <laughs> one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, you know, you, you spend ages getting the tree all ready, and you've got to put the decorations on it and all this garbage. I mean, fun. And um, by the end of it, <laughs> by the end of it, I'm just like, right, I it looks great. My wife does an amazing job with it. She just loves dressing the tree. I will obviously give my obligatory nod. Yes. Of and then that's yes. it. Yeah, I'll say, you know, yeah, it looks, looks great. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Uh, and then that's it. But it did look great this year, uh, or last year, actually. And I thought, do you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to just take that tree, wrap it with some kind of cling film, and then just put it in the loft exactly as it is. So the next year, we just take it down and unwrap it, and there it is, ready to go. Well, there's no one thought of that yet. That would be amazing. It's, that has got to be the next thing. I mean, come on. I mean, Tim, you're in America. Surely, 
there is some kind of tree wrapping capability going on. You know, some kind of I don't know product from QVC. I don't know about a tree wrapping uh, capability, but I, I, I've seen some uh, collapsible, like already pre-decorated trees. So you just fold it up and the lights stay on it kind of thing like an umbrella perfect there you go you yeah, see yeah like that you two are so disappointing what about the, getting into the spirit of christmas it's all about putting up the decorations and oh cooking oh, don't worry i i i I had plenty of Christmas spirit. Well, I bet you had plenty of Christmas spirit. No, why am I disappointing? My wife's the one that kept the tree up. I, I had nothing to do with this. Well, exactly. You didn't get involved, and that's what it's about. It's all about family, Tim. That's what we got to remember at Christmas. You should be ashamed. Oh, I've, I've eaten plenty of Christmas candy and, and uh, watched a lot of there Christmas movies. And Die hard. Sang carols and <laughs> created playlists for Christmas music on my Apple Music uh, account. I, I've, I've been spirited. Well. I think I think we're being led up a garden path here by our Sean Priest. So, Sean, tell me, what is it you do around yes. Christmas time? Yeah, I put tinsel around the shed. Wow, it's beautiful yeah, in here. Beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the house. You know, I, I tend to stay away. They won't let me in anymore. <laughs> have, they, have you officially <laughs> moved out of that house? I mean, do people just not expect you back? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I, I'm like a stray right, cat. Okay. They feed me when I turn up. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, but anyway, happy Christmas. Yeah, happy yes, Christmas. I hope, we, Christmas. I hope we all ever had a nice time. I hope everyone had a, a nice time. And uh, of course, that's it. It's over. So there you go. Um, right, moving on. Uh, so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about some of the tech of the year. Because look, I was going to suggest we all talk about our Christmas presents, but I know that one of us here, that's me, by the way, hasn't opened any of mine yet because I couldn't uh, because of uh, let's just say. Um, a bit of a technical mix-up with Santa Claus in my house. And my wife, who was rather embarrassed at the fact, um, ended up in a situation where my my presence <laughs> hadn't arrived. Uh, Santa had a bit of a, a falling out, I think, with me. Um, so, oh, yeah, the, naughty you know, list. Well, I think I was on the naughty list this year. Uh, this does not surprise me, I should Nor say. Nor us. But as for that reason, I've asked that we don't discuss our presence. We'll do it in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, but for now, uh, let's talk about some of the other stuff. And what I'd like to talk about is the tech that perhaps we were surprised by and that we have either bought or used that we are loving and have loved in 2019. And I thought I thought we'd maybe dedicate our show to that this week because there's, there's probably, I know we all kind of came to the table with one thing, maybe one or two things. Probably through the course of this, I imagine we're going to come up with a lot more. Um, and actually, what I didn't even realise was is that we're at the end of a decade Yes. Technically, apparently not, but there's a whole kind of thing yeah, around. We, we don't get into that. That's for the boffins yeah. to work out. You know, for us, it's the end of a decade. And there has been a lot of articles and lists made about, you know, the most exciting tech of the decade and the most disappointing tech of the decade. And there were some interesting disappointments in there that I, I didn't really think of. Well, I would like to start with, mm, I'm trying to think who to start with here, because every one of them is probably going to cause an argument. Um, <laughs> who, do we, who do we pick on Never. first? Yeah, Never. What, what likelihood is there of that? Um, I think we'll start with Sean, because I, I want to pick on you first. Um, so this year... You yes. did something. Sean, are you surprised? Yeah. Wait a minute. Really? Yeah. You're surprised he wants no, to pick no, on you? No, not at all. I'm ready. I'm quite happy. Let's, let's have it. <laughs> well, you know, we did touch on this um, previously, but I, I and we, we talked about the fact that this year you had moved over to Android and then you'd switched back to iPhone. And we, we picked no. on you because you'd switched back to iPhone. No, yes, fake. Yes, you have. No, fake you news. Have. I've no, added iPhone and iOS to my tech boudoir 
It's not switching. You don't have to choose. It's not a binary choice here, Stephen Scott. Are you telephone fluid? Is that what you're telling me? I am, me? yes, exactly right. right. It's a menage a toi. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Boy. Um, well, I hope, I hope none of our audience understands that. Um, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. No one speaks French in Canada, surely. No, surely not. No, no. no. Nonsense. Okay. No. Well, you did oh. switch, and that's the bit I'm interested in. You made the switch to Android, and you kind of joked around at the time that it was all to do with money. And it probably was, actually, regarding you, because you're yes, so no tight. no joke. Um, but I wonder um, what your other reasons were for switching, because you did stay with Android for a while. And, yeah, you know, longer I, than you ever did. Far longer than I ever did. I mean, listen. <laughs> Ooh, no, no, you're right. Nasty. That's that was a up. factual statement, it not a dig. That was just, yeah, factual yeah, statement. I, I, was, I, I have played with I've played with the idea I've um tickled the the steady <laughs> android <laughs> thing what what does that thing look like yeah. anyway you know that is that is it not like a logo or something an alien I maybe shouldn't go there um but you know I've mucked around with the idea right I think uh oh, well let's done. just leave it there um but I did come away from it because as much as android is and I think it is good right I mean I think it is good uh, I just don't think if you are if if you're wedded to Apple as I am, it's very difficult to break away. I don't think the options, all of the, and this isn't actually about accessibility really. This for me was about the the functions of the phone. Um, I love iMessage. I love FaceTime. I love all those things, and I just I couldn't break away from them. I found that quite irritating. I love the way that my Mac and my iPhone work together. I don't get that with a, a Windows PC and and uh, Android, at least. You know, not as certainly not as accessibly either. So no. those were my reasons for going back. But that's not to say it's a bad choice for anyone. But I'm just interested in your choice because you made that switch this year. So take us back, Sean. Take us back to those heady days when you had a little bit more hair and um, you uh, you decided to switch Why? to Android. Okay, all right, Stephen. Thank you. Um, well, listen, the the price thing was was a factor when the iPhones did start to get to that $1,000 mark. I, I honestly, I find it hard to justify that. But more than that, I'll be honest, I got bored with the iPhone. <gasps> bored? I know. I wow. know. It's um, blasphemy. Look, each time we had a uh, an event, okay, they'd bring out the new iPhone, and there was nothing really that made me go, wow, I need to update. I need to upgrade my phone because I was running an iPhone 6S, still am. And it was fine, you know, and there was no new killer feature in every one, in the 7, in the 8, in the 10. There was nothing there that made me think, this is it. I need to upgrade. And more than that, I need to spend that extra money to upgrade. Uh, I was just a little bit, I was jaded. That's the thing. I was jaded with it. And while that was going on, you got these new handsets from Samsung and you got the Pixels coming out. And it just seemed, you know, new designs and the uh, bigger screens. It just seemed, I don't know, more exciting. It tempted me away. So, yeah, that's the shallow side of it, the price and the just the hardware. But more than that, I was interested in going back to Android because... Like you, Stephen, and I'm sure most of us have tried Android at the very start, you know, when it first came out, and then with the Nexus tablets when they came out, oh, yeah, we tried it. Right. And it was, was that Google it was that made okay. those? Did Google make them? Yes, that's right. Yeah, Google Nexus. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, it, it was okay, but it 
to be honest, it wasn't on the same level as where iOS was at. So I really did want to go back to it, especially after hearings from some of our listeners and other people that it really had matured. Um, so for that reason... Unlike us. I, well, yes, exactly. I switched, <laughs> <laughs> I switched to Android. And, yeah, of course, I'm not going to say it was, oh, it, this is fantastic from the start, because like anything, as you said, if you start with Android and go to iOS, then you know, for that first week or month you hate it or you get it's not comfortable feeling it doesn't feel familiar and you're you're making mistakes and there was a lot of that but it was accessible out of the box uh the setup experience was great when i installed all the apps that i usually use um they just worked and were very accessible and that was a shock to me whatsapp whatsapp WhatsApp. Oh, yeah, that was pretty terrible. WhatsApp. WhatsApp was... Yeah, they all worked, except WhatsApp. Well, yeah, WhatsApp was particularly bad for you, I noticed. But was that was that an Android accessibility thing? No, or? WhatsApp has always been amazing and worked perfectly from the day first day I Liar. got it. <coughs> Liar. Really? Wow, that's... that's <laughs> sure. I have to be honest, I don't have the greatest memory in the world, but I'm pretty sure that's absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can, actually, I can't remember. So I'm sure there was the Twitter when I first installed mm-hmm. that. I could not tweet. I couldn't get Twitter to work. I've, I've just tried it again, actually, the other, the other week, and it was fine. But, but, but hang on, right, so this is, this is what I want to get to, because, you know, like you say, you, you kind of got used to it and you got... It was a different experience. Using it is different. And, you know, I think that I certainly was guilty of going straight to... It's just, it's just not so good. I don't, I'm not enjoying this. It's not working for me the same, and that's the point, isn't it? It's not the same. It is slightly different. I mean, the general swiping left and right gesture is, you know, to get through things is fine. Although one thing that really irritates me about Android is that you kind of have to almost, you can't just roll your finger around the screen and start somewhere. That's how I tend to do. It. I always roll my finger around and then eventually start wherever I hit. I'll start, but instead you have to sort of. When you get onto a page or you open an app, you have to swipe first, and then it kind of locks itself in, onto a focus somewhere on the screen, obviously at the top somewhere, and then you can navigate from there. And I, I don't know if that's one iPhone versus the other, but I've tried a few different ones with varying results on that. Um, and, and again, it's just that kind of those little subtle things that you have to get used to um, when you're using a different operating system like that. Well, yeah, exactly. And it is just about being comfortable with it. Like, for example, I still, uh, up until recently, I hated the fact that you just scrolled up and down a list or moved around with two fingers on Android. Just drag it up because you weren't entirely sure where you were on a list. Like on um, iOS, you swipe up with three fingers and you know you've gone to the next section, the next page, if you like, in that list. You know exactly where you are. Whereas on Android, you just pull up with two fingers or down with two fingers and it moves up the list. It gives you an audible noise so you know you know it's moving. But you're bum, no- bum, 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 bum. Yeah, exactly. That's very good. Thank but you. you're not entirely sure where <laughs> you are. Um, but now I find that I've gone back to the iPhone. I actually miss that. I miss the uh, flexibility of just moving a little bit rather than a whole page, specifically on something like Facebook or, or Twitter. So it's surprising what you initially don't like, you get used to. And when you go back to another system, you kind of miss it. So it is a really strange one. It all comes down to that learning curve. Everybody, I don't care who you are, even if you're the biggest geek or nerd or tech god in the world, we all hate 
that learning curve because it does oh, yeah. make you feel like I can't do this or the system is rubbish and I want to go back to what I know and I know works well. And it's just a case of sticking with it. And I had no choice. Tim, I don't, I don't, know, if, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question, Tim, but have you ever dabbled with Android? Have you ever played with the idea of switching? Not, not in the same way that you indicated before. Um, <laughs> no tickling involved, right? <laughs> no. Um, I have... I've never actually owned an Android myself personally. However, I have used Android phones. I've had family members in the past who have had uh, different Android phones, and I've used those and, and used TalkBack on them just so I could get an idea of how it worked. But that has been quite a while since I did that because all those family members and, and people that I knew are now using iPhones. Um, but uh, so, oh. so I have tried Android and, and experienced it, but it, it has been a bit. But uh, you know what? I don't know that I could really make a full-time switch or even a, even just a long-term switch like Sean did. I could try it for maybe a few weeks, but I have a feeling like what you were saying, Stephen, it's, it's what I'm used to as far as uh, iOS is concerned. I don't want to have that learning curve, quite honestly. I, I'm just yeah, set, yeah, exactly. I'm set in my ways. I don't want to have to fumble with it. If I was to have to get an Android so I could test a certain app or a feature or something like that, yeah, that's fine. And short bits to, to try things. Uh, a while back, I don't know, a year or so ago, I, I had done, you know, top, uh, you know, different things on the Android or new updates to, to certain, you know, commands. And I had gone to a store and played with, uh, talk back to, to learn what that was to actually get my hands on it and that was fine to have it in that short kind of bit to to talk about it you know in a, in a competent kind of way that said i don't really know that i have the patience and i'm a very patient person I, i'm told but i don't know that i want no, to have not. the patient oh stop but i don't know if i want to have the patience to learn a different phone system i'm comfortable with what i've <laughs> no, got he's stop uh, i'm comfortable with he's iphone cracking I'm, already I know, know he's losing his patience with us. He's <sighs> very impatient. I am very impatient with, with you two, at least. Um, well, that's reasonable. That, 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 yes, yeah, that's a fair statement. But no, Sorry, I'm Tim, just, what were you saying? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just very set in my ways when it comes to using iOS. I know the gestures. I feel very comfortable with them and can use it very quickly. I want to get things done, and that's what I know. And going to something else, I feel like it would, it would kind of get Oh, you way. would hate it. I guarantee I anyone switching over would hate it. Yes. You know, I, I, lots of people hated the iPhone when they first got that, at least for a couple of days. Well, you sure. know, all learning it's this. I want my Nokia with talks back, you know? So yeah. it's it's perfectly Not understandable. But, 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 okay, let me ask you this, because and I want you to answer this honestly, okay? Oof. Did you, okay. at all times, use TalkBack, or did you try out the large text options that you get with uh, Android phones? No, I didn't try out any of the uh, visibility, uh, accessibility options other than, you know, dim the screen or, or screen curtain as iOS users would know it. So, no, because I, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to get away from the using my eyes because they, they don't work. Simple as that. They don't work. It's just habit that I'm trying to, you know, press the phone into my forehead to see anything so i'm really trying to move away from that and honestly it doesn't help me enough anyway mm. so it was purely talk back i mean i do still look at the screen i can see there's blobs on there which represent the icons and things like that and i can see maybe there's a, a dialogue box nothing that it says or any of the buttons but so 
I do still use the screen. Uh, I still do use it for watching Netflix and things like that. But when it comes to things like uh, large font, bold text, high contrast, other than to stop my retinas burning out every time I open up Chrome, then it's not really uh, a thing that I use. It's, it's TalkBack all the way. And TalkBack is great. Well, it's interesting. The reason I ask you that is because one of the things I've found, and, and I, I've mentioned this before on the show, but I kind of want to say it again because I want to give people the full picture here of, of these devices. I think the Samsung Galaxy S10 is a great phone. It's a very expensive phone. Um, it is currently their flagship. But I would say that for someone who has low vision, um, you know, you may have enough vision to be able to still read some print, uh, even if it's up close. Or maybe you just need a very bright colorful screen i went through this myself and this this is how i know i'd gone through this before five four or five years ago now where i would really want to have a, a really bright vivid colorful screen it was almost as if you just wanted to bathe your eyes in color you know <laughs> try and break through that misty fog yeah yes. <laughs> and it was like you just wanted yeah. everything to be so bright and vivid and um and the, and the text to be larger and at that point really you didn't get many options a little bit but not many Whereas now with that phone, and there was a period where I could almost, I mean, I, I can only read very small amounts for very small amounts of time, but for purposes of testing, and that's all I did with that phone, was, you know, to, to ramp up the text size, ramp up the display size as well, and that essentially makes everything else on the phone bigger. The whole screen kind of resolution changes on it, and that makes everything so much easier to see. The text is huge. And that applies yeah. across every single app. It applies on Twitter, applies on Facebook. The same is not to be said on the iPhone. On the iPhone, the text size on Twitter and Facebook is pitifully small. Uh, I have no idea how anybody can see it. Uh, certainly we can't, <laughs> for sure. But I think you know what we've got to remember, and we try to remember this, and, and I certainly do as much as you do, we try to remember that you know not everyone who's listening to this will have no vision at all. Uh, some will have some functional vision that they may be able to use. And that's why I kind of want to mention this, because that large text function and the large display size function, I think makes that, makes Android a real contender, a proper contender for someone who has low vision. Because in terms of apps these days, the majority, not all, but the majority of apps out there are available on both platforms. So you're not really losing too much by going over. If you had a love like I do of iMessage and FaceTime, you're going to struggle a bit. I mean, there are some equivalents like Google Duo um, or what used to be Hangout, I think it was, but now it's Duo. Um, and you've got equivalents for FaceTime in that regard or Skype if you wanted. Um, you know, Android is working on some kind of iMessage equivalent, but it's not there yet. And, oh, they always are, right? At least well, that's Google right. Yeah, they say they are. are. Yeah. Yeah. Ola, was it Ola or Holla? And what was it called? Duo now. Ola. Ola. Oh, I just like the way he says that. That's Ola. funny. Um, well, I'm multilingual this episode. I don't know. If I, yes, I noticed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we just maybe. Uh, there's a few words I'd like to say in a foreign <laughs> language as well. Yeah, um, a few uh, French words I'd like to yeah. <laughs> throw at you. Stephen, you're always talking a foreign language, oh, so it's fine. Okay. Right, we're on that level, aren't we? Happy right. Christmas again. Yeah. Let's remind right. ourselves. Uh, but yeah, that, the thing is with Android, I think that is a brilliant function, and that is something that's really good. iPhone, however, if you have low vision, and again, it depends on the level. You have to try these things out for yourself. I would say you'd either need to have a reasonable amount of vision to see it, or 
you need to, because of course, let's not forget that iPhone does have the large text size option, and it is very good on iMessages, on Mail, uh, on yep. basically their own apps, on on the phone app and all that. But they don't really have a great reputation for the uh, being built into other apps. Now that's actually probably not Apple's fault. That's down to the third party apps. Facebook, Twitter, for example, to implement that function. Uh, and they obviously haven't done it because some apps now are doing it, I've noticed. And, you know, occasionally the app will just spring up with this huge text if that's what you've got. So that's that's brilliant. There's a friend of mine who uses that all the time, and he's noticed a few apps changing in the last few months, which is brilliant news. Um, but that's why I would say if you're blind and you need to use some kind of screen reader, in the same way that I would say... This gets me off the hook for being a complete Apple fanboy. As much as I love Mac, <laughs> and I do, I would always recommend a PC with JAWS. And I know JAWS is expensive, and I know there's alternatives out there on the PC. You've got narrate, Narrator and But I would always go with JAWS. And I'd say that is your Rolls Royce. And on the phone side, it's iPhone for screen readers. Oh, unbelievable. After everything I just said, were you not listening no. at all? Talk you back speaking? I can't He's remember. great. <sighs> Sorry. Carry no, on. That's, that's that's my view. That is just my view. And I, I'm, laying the it wrong out. View. I'm laying it out for individual people. You've got to try these things for yourself. The reason I, I specify Samsung as being the good low-vision phone is because it's the only one I've seen that actually has got the capability to get the text size quite so big. Um, I've seen that the Google Pixels don't have that function in the same way. The text doesn't get as, as large on a similar-sized screen. And I would say that the Samsung p- uh, graph- screen is much brighter, much more vivid. So Fantastic screens is, on the Samsung, I've got to You say. pay the oh, yeah. premium for it. That's the problem. So if yeah. cost is an issue, well, that's a whole other ballgame. Do you know what, though? We're back to that old discussion about when to switch over to a screen reader, aren't we? Because of that magnification when you're getting a couple of characters on your 22-inch monitor or whatever. You know, it's back to that because I have noticed when I have tested it out, you know, that yes, for the most part, it works uh, great. But then you do get those apps where it's all the text is over each other. It's too large. You're only getting a few things on the screen at once. Mm. It doesn't fit into a certain container so I, I don't know i don't know how good it is for productivity well that's what it comes down to is it is that kind of personal experience and comfortability but it's also the tech itself and if you are to a point where as we've talked about before you know you're half a word or a couple of characters on the screen at once especially on a, a small smartphone screen uh or you know it's just difficult to see yeah productivity wise it may not just be comfort. You're waiting. Well, when when it will be right the right time for me to be comfortable to switch? Well, but but might be productivity happens before comfortability. You know, uh, where it's like, okay, I'm just not getting things done visually. Yeah. You know, in the proper way, I'm not I'm not cruising through things like I would want to, and 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 accessing my mail or whatever else you know that you might be doing, and you almost have to switch over to a screen reader at that point. So yeah, but it is a very personal experience. Yeah, and we've all been there. We've all made that decision at some point in our lives, and it's, <laughs> it's not an easy decision. But, but I, well, that's true, exactly. Yeah. But interestingly, once that decision's made, and it's only afterwards, whether you've made the choice or whether you know whether it's been made for you, the fact is you do notice the improvements in your capability. I oh, noticed yeah. with with Outlook, emailing used to take me ages. And now, and now I rattle through an inbox. In, and I explained this to my wife when she was going through this. And um, 
she she just couldn't understand how I was quicker on email bef- now, you know, to then. And she said, but you can't see anything on the screen. And I said, it's all about listening. That's the difference. And because you're listening, you're not worried about the visuals. You don't care what's going on all over the screen. You're only focused on what you're hearing. And actually, that's the that's the whole benefit of it. So, um, yeah. But anyway, you look, told your wife you were listening. You were a good listener. I, I well, <laughs> well. Let's done. have her on and see what her opinion is on that. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Right, moving on. Uh, okay, so well, coming up next. Mine either. Tim, uh, Uriers have been getting some love this year. Uh, we're going to hear uh, what. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> we're going to find out why next. I bet you'll be hanging about. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. I don't know what you're talking about, Tim. I thought there was a brilliant introduction to this segment. Okay, fine. All right. Well, look, mm. what we're talking about here is uh, Tim's Bose AR frames. Uh, yes, uh, his ears were treated to, and his eyes were treated to sunglasses, free, um, with these fantastic uh, well, earphones. Well, quite free. <laughs> no, well, you, you bought the headphones and you get glasses with them for free. I suppose you could look at it that way. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, tell us about those. <laughs> if wow. You, listen, if you want confusing introductions, I should sell this on Fiverr. If you want uh, confusing <laughs> introductions to your podcast, call Stephen Scott now. Uh, right. What are, <sighs> what are Bose AR frames first, Tim? And why did you get them? Well, I got them because I desperately wanted them. But let me explain what they are and, and, and bring you along with me. So the Bose frames were actually first introduced at South by Southwest, which is a big, you know, kind of event that happens in Austin, Texas every year. And it was kind of just a passing, okay, yeah, these are going to be audio and there's going to be augmented reality. And there was some basic demonstrations of what they could do, but not much information. And that was 2018. Well, we got into 2019 and at the, uh, you know, South by Southwest Conference, they did a lot more, you know, larger demonstrations with them and talked about the augmented reality. And I fell in love with them just from the demonstrations that I was hearing. And so basically what you have here is, as you said, a pair of sunglasses that have in the arms of the glasses speakers. And instead of it actually being over your ears or in your ears, uh, they actually kind of direct the audio straight into your ear. It's it's very pointed or directed that way. So a lot of the audio actually doesn't leak out. There's not kind of like a bleed, uh, for lack of a better term. You don't hear it. Oof, yeah, I know we're we're getting sick, mm, mm. but it, but no, if you're if you're listening <laughs> to the Bose AR frames uh, and someone is there with you, they're not going to really hear a lot of it bleeding out mm. from from the sound. Well, I said not a lot mm, of yeah. it. Yeah, mm. okay. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. that for now. But anyway, but either way, it does direct that audio straight to your ear, and uh, it really works well as basic Bluetooth headphones. But what they've added to it is the AR, the augmented reality, where there are apps that partner with Bose, a large variety of apps now, actually, 
that use this AR technology. So there are uh, sensors and a compass and things within the Bose frames that can provide an augmented reality experience in audio. So as you turn your head, for example, look a certain way, the audio will move with your movements. And there are now games that you can interact with. So if you duck or move or twist your you know, body around or turn your head, you know, it'll interact with the game. They've actually recently partnered with Disney so that you can hear uh, scenes from certain movies, like they have uh, a couple scenes from The Lion King, several scenes from Star Wars, where because of the augmented reality and the sound, you're immersed in the scenes of those movies and hear everything as if you were standing physically in that scene as it was happening in the movie. Instead of oh, wow, yeah. Tin, tinfoil men and plastic bins. You haven't seen Oof. it. You say nothing, sir. Terrible. Carry on, Tim. Anyway, um, so yeah, so, <laughs> so you know, you've got the entertainment aspect of this with the AR, but then they also have a lot of uh, apps or a couple of apps that you can use for educational purposes or using at museums or, you know, different art museums and things. Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> losing my patience again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so you can actually maybe walk through a museum or, uh, you know, an art gallery or whatever it is and, and get you know, actual, you know, audio feedback about what you're seeing as you're walking around and get that in real time. <laughs> Just as you're walking around, all you hear is, why am I here? <laughs> Hang on, these headphones are incredible. They're, they're, they've got in my head what I'm thinking. <laughs> Go home. Wow. Yeah. I'm surrounded by culture. Wow. I, I, you know, I hated museums. I, I, I get that, you know, it's funny. It was, it was in Canada earlier in the year and you know it's my wife had said to me you know you're going to go and see you know lots of the culture and i'd got on Steady. the <laughs> well i couldn't find any of that um but <laughs> but i i not not wow. obviously i wasn't looking for it sean so that's why mm. i couldn't find it um ah, right. but i will okay. say you know i get on the tour bus and i put the earphones in <sighs> mm-hmm. and you know it's like i know this side there's a street here and it was made by this guy and i'm just thinking this is just i can't be bothered with this i mean i'm sure it's wonderful and very interesting but let's be honest who cares it's a building who cares who <laughs> built it ministry mm. of culture for scotland wow. there okay <laughs> Yeah, we've got mm. a castle, mm. uh, lots of tartan, some shortbread. Enjoy yourself, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean, look, in all seriousness, the, these I actually think that what you've got here is the beginnings of what we're going to see next year. Yes, in that we're going to see all of this future of technology of wearable tech emerging, and we, you know, we've got Echo Frames coming. I think they're out yet, but I think they're coming out. And I don't think they're anywhere near as advanced as this. They don't have the augmented reality in them. And really, it's the AR that sells these. Because I don't I think, think so. the sound is amazing. I don't know what you think, but I, my Bose. experience was it was okay. I try, but, but I tried it in a, in a very large department store. And I could hear the music okay. But when I was trying to make a phone call, I could barely hear a mm. thing. So I thought, hmm, speakers aren't wonderful in these. But I'm very keen. I've not tried the AR that does appeal and like you say many apps have partnered now including and we mentioned this recently that uh, microsoft soundscape is available by using this and even there are even settings in the app that reflect you know the capabilities of the bose ar frames it'll recognize that you've got them and it'll give you additional experiences so i guess for you tim uh it's gonna be an exciting year to see these develop i mean you know i, I want them but i know that as soon as i buy them you know, version two will pop out, and that'll be that. Yes. But um, but but I am intrigued by this. I think this is this is really exciting. And you know, Sean may laugh and scoff and scoff you for this, but I think it's a sensible purchase. 
if I'm honest. I, I think I would definitely agree with that. They they do run about two hundred dollars, so it, it's a bit pricey, but but it is I think worth it for the augmented reality portion of this because you are talking about Bose headphones, and I I do admit I I agree with you the. Audio quality could be a little better, maybe even just a little louder. I think the audio quality is fine. It's mm. the, they're just not loud enough. You just can't hear it. Yeah. Oh, stop! Yeah. I can hear it fine. <laughs> yeah. I've walked down In the city street room. and heard it just fine. Right. But could it be louder? Sure. But I have a lot of Bluetooth devices over the years that I thought could have been louder. Um, but as far as just the quality of it, I think they're okay. There is one thing though. There's one thing that you've mentioned about them before that I that does worry me a bit about them, and that is battery life. It's not the greatest battery on there is it no it's not and and that can be a problem because maybe you're looking at you know after a full charge maybe five hours total but that's listening to music or you know using some of these augmented reality games and things if you're just using voiceover on your phone or you know turn by turn directions that kind of thing you, you might be able to squeeze out a little bit more but you know as with any bluetooth device but yeah four or five hours honestly is not a lot for something like this, but again, it is the very first generation of this. I'm you're mad. You're both mad. That's an amazing battery life, four or five hours. For, I mean, you get that in earpods or something like that, and these have got AR sensors built in, accelerometers and gyroscopes. It's amazing. Hang on, I thought you didn't like them. No, I don't. But let's hate them for a fair reason. Battery life is right. fun. <laughs> well, I mean, for what it is in comparative to you know AirPods, yeah, it's about on par, but. That doesn't mean that that's right either. I, I have other Bluetooth devices that get me seven to 10 hours. AirPods are about what, four or five, you know, between charges out of the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what the market is and that's fine. I still wish they were more. I know that there are other devices out there that get, like I said, that seven to 10 hours. If the Bose frames were in that range and had a little bit louder audio, I think they'd be, you know, perfect purchase. But I c- couldn't rate them like a ten out of ten because it could be louder, could have a little bit better battery. But otherwise, they're fantastic. The AR is so good. And like you said, Stephen, they partnered with Soundscape. They've actually done a partnership with Ira, although that's a little bit less uh, of, of a situation that makes sense because that's obviously a visual uh, service and the audio is interesting, giving you that spatial, you know, kind of uh, experience of what's around you audibly, but. Yeah. I won't be interested in a partnership with Ira until there's a camera involved. And hopefully, like you were talking about for next year with Echo Frames, maybe even Apple Glasses of some kind. Uh, Google recently has retired the the Google Glass, and there's rumored that maybe as a consumer product, they might bring out another version next year. So I really think that this is where it's going to go next. I think that glasses with audio and you know, augmented reality and even cameras built into them i i think this is where it's going to be next mm, well i think we'll save some of that conversation for next week's yes. program because we're going to get into the future of this technology and where it's all going and i think i think you're right i think this is a very this is a very exciting area for sure uh augmented reality is something which we we kind of saw come through from the Apple iPad. Uh, That was the first experience I ever saw of it, where, you know, kids could play games with Lego and, you know, they'd point an iPad at it and all the Lego would come to life and start walking about. No, 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 no. Filling kids' heads with nonsense. Stop being so down on it. It's amazing the way it reckons. Well, I'm not down on it. What I'm saying is that's the first experience I had, if you let me finish. Yeah, but you're saying, oh, they could just do that. In that tone, it was amazing the way it... No, no, no. Playing with Lego people that aren't even real is utter nonsense. Stop stop filling these kids' heads 
heads with nonsense. Oh, what did you play with as a kid? Don't answer that. I had a little carpet, a little rug, and on it was <laughs> was it was drawn a, a a road with houses. The outline of a body. <laughs> Let's move on. I did grow up in Glasgow, yes, that's true. Um, But not that. Uh, But no, I had my little cars and I'd drive them around. And occasionally, uh, because it was nearly Christmas time, I'd make it snow by pouring flour everywhere. What a joy. My mother thought it was wonderful. And the best bit of that story is one day my friend was over and we're pouring pouring flour everywhere. And I got some of the flour onto the carpet, onto the main carpet. So I thought, well, obviously I'm not going to say to my mother because she'll kill me. So what I'll do is I'll go get a wet rag and I'll clean it up myself. You made bread in the carpet. Made bread and destroyed a carpet. (laughs) All in the same day. That was fun. Uh, So I got shouted at anyway. Now, that is the reason augmented reality is fantastic. Because you can pour virtual flour over your toy cars. (laughs) Yeah, not make a real mess. Yeah. Wow, there's there's an idea. Well, look, I think it's a good product, and I, I'm interested in seeing how it works. I no doubt we'll have a pair of them at some point. I'd like to see a camera in them. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that more next week. I think there's an interesting conversation around that. Yep. Um, shall we talk about me? It's been a while. <sighs> so, Yes. Can't believe it took this long. Well, indeed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about my... I've got two. <laughs> oh, of course ah, you have. See, yes. see what I did? You see, got to well, you too fast. I, I have two, no, but you don't. Uh, we don't news. have time. No, no time. Um, my first one is an app. Boring. Boo. Because I thought, yeah, see, yeah, I, I said I judged him. <laughs> Just judged him. <laughs> Wait, is this, before, before you announce the app, is, is this the one that, that you're going to tell us about that you can't pronounce the name of it? I can pronounce it. It's that you oh, can't understand hilarious. it. Okay. Ooh, go for it. It's called <clears throat> Cam. Calm. All right. Calm. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're hearing, but I'm hearing what the word, which no, is it's the way calm. you say it. Though it is very relaxing. I like it. Calm. It is very calm. Well, that's the, that's the point. You see, I'm being very calm about all of this. Mm. That was better, uh, I actually. Have to try and be calm around you two. Um, so yes, I tried out this app, and now look, I am one as you guys know. I'm one of these people who tends to throw money at things and then within 10 minutes goes, bored, right, sick of that, (laughs) moving on. And I'll be honest, I kind of thought this would be a good example of that. You know, I decided to pay up for the year. Always um, a risk. Well, the thing is, actually, you only realize how much you like something when you get the second bill, not the first one. The first one you're aware of, but the second round, when it's time to renew and they just take the money and you go, what happened to that money? And they go, oh, it's, it's gone to the Cam app. You're like, oh, right, great. Um, suddenly, suddenly I need the app to relax. Um, but, yeah, I, I decided to try it out. And I kind of thought two things. One, I would stop using it. And two, it would maybe just die off, you know, because it's an app, right? And there's tons of content on there. But, you know, and there were stories being added a lot of the time. But then I thought maybe it'll just start to peter out. Maybe people will lose interest in it. And it'll just die off. And that hasn't happened. Neither of those two things has actually happened. The my, I'm using it now nearly every night. I must be very stressed. Um, <laughs> so but, what does uh, it do? Well, you're, you're constantly listening to Matthew McConaughey tell stories, aren't well, you? Well, there's one. It's not doing. Matthew McConaughey. I, I've heard that one. But the one I read, I don't know the guy's name, but it's a story all about a train journey through Norway at night. I've got to tell you, 
what an incredible story. And one day I'll get to the end of it um, because it does. I put it on at <laughs> night and that's the point, right? It's a sleep story. So you put it on yeah. and it's supposed to send you to sleep. And it does every time. That's what our um, podcast is for. It's stealing our business. Yeah. The thing is, I don't, I don't find it so. I don't find it quite as relaxing in the same way. Maybe other people do. I don't. Um, but no, I, I, I feel uh, that this is a, an, actually a really good app. And there are times in life, we all have them, where we get stressed out. And, you know, this year has been, I'll be honest with you guys, it's been, and you know this because we've talked about it off air often enough. You know, it's, it's not been an easy year, I don't think, for any of us. I mean, nobody's had an easy year. But it, no. it's been a. For me, it was worse. Um, but no, it wasn't worse. But I've, I've had bad experiences this year. And I, I, I tend to find that my frustration with my sight loss comes out more and more. And my inability to conceal that frustration, it, it comes out more and more. We've noticed, and, yes. 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 Uh, and, you know, that's not just with sight loss, I might add. There are other things that get to me. Hey. But. Um, was that a dig at me? I knew it was. Well, do you know, for once it wasn't, actually, but okay. But since, you, since you've gone there, we'll just go with it. Um, but no, I mean, in all seriousness, it's been, it's been a tricky year in that sense. And I guess people, in some respects, you know, the, the CITES have tried to be nice about it and, you know, and actually in some cases just put their foot right in it. But then that would be easy to do if you've got that kind of mindset that, you know, you're frustrated anyway. Yeah. Um, and, no matter, and you know that the, the failings that you are making are because of you know your sight and actually if you had the full sight you wouldn't be making those mistakes those errors or it wouldn't be taking you so long to do something oh yeah and you know it's always around computers you know trying to do something uh, i remember when we started doing the tv show this year and, and marco flalo and i are on on a skype call talking to each other and he's saying yes yeah, so if you just add uh, somebody to the call and you know half an hour later i'm still looking for the button <laughs> yes how to add and Tab, 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 arrow, arrow, arrow. Where is it? Can't find it. It's okay. I'll do it. No, I'll do it. Kind of thing. And you just no. I will do this. I will. I will sit here all night. But I will do this. And you just get so angry. So it's those kind of things, and they build up in your head, and they sit there. And of course, that's where the stress and the frustration comes from. So sometimes you just want to chill out. And um, I haven't really found a way to chill out. If I'm honest, I've just never found a way to do it. I don't find books particularly relaxing because I often get so hooked into the story I'm wound oh, up all night. Yes, I know. Or I fall asleep and then I lose the place and then I get bored. I did that the recently. I, I was going to try to read a book at night and three hours later I was still listening to the book and I wasn't falling asleep because I was so invested in what was going uh, on. One more chapter. Yeah, one, one more, more chapter. chapter. <laughs> but no, I, I completely understand what you're talking about about getting relaxed and using an app like Calm uh, to, to relax yourself. We actually, well, I don't know if Sean tried this or not, but I know I, I did try Calm for a little while. I did, I did enjoy it quite a bit. I wasn't sure I was willing to pay for it because I do have another app called Insight Timer that has a lot of the same or similar content and and it has uh it's got a in-app purchase to it but the basic content is free and i and i just like that one because of its accessibility and things is but it either- michael is it michael mcconifer or something reading the books instead of <laughs> Matthew <No>. McConaughey? <laughs> yeah that's what it is exactly but no it's just a lot of uh you know a lot of different meditations and stories and, and sounds and all that kind of thing yeah. and and whichever one you're using i i do agree it really seems to help quite a bit you know that things are getting bad when you've got an apple watch and in the beginning it tells you breathe even one minute of breathing blah 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 blah. you know it's helpful Mm. to your mind and after a while of doing that and saying okay i'll do the breathing 
and and then when it comes up you you tap your watch and it says breathe you go yeah i know fine just go away and you cover your watch and don't do it you know things have gotten a bit too bad and you need to kind of take a breath and uh you know calm down it all see all of this stuff i i initially thought what a load of hippie old nonsense absolute rubbish but yes tim you bring up a good point about when i got my apple watch and the breathing came up is oh how ridiculous is that and i thought okay i'm gonna try it and it was fantastic Mm -hmm. just yeah it really helps the way they did it and just taking that time out it's like oh this actually works so i've now got a totally different opinion of anything like this um i'm not usually a stressed guy but yeah i i I would have laughed at this sort of stuff but I think it actually can help if it's done right. That is. Well, and that's the thing with these is, you know, combining, you know, the, the stuff from the Apple watch that we've talked about and apps like calm and others that you, know, you can get these meditations and sounds and stories and things. It can be relaxing and help you not just get to sleep, but even they have uh, meditations you can do during the day. So if you're just really stressed, having a bad day, you know, they have a five minute or 10 minute, you know, just kind of calm yourself and relax. Yeah. I mean, like, um, if you, if and, and I a, love if, that. If you got on a flight, for example, and you're nervous flying, you can have a, 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 like a story they read you whilst you're on the flight, you know, that's supposed to calm you, calm you, whatever. Um, but, you know, whatever that word is, relax you. They should rename it relax. Um, but, yeah. but actually, you know, Just for you. I don't like things like that because I, I tend to find the more you try and relax me when I'm feeling stressed, you know, my head, that plane is coming out the sky. And I just, you know, and I just, that's it as far as I'm concerned. And you can't change my mind. Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey is not going to change that. You want um, one that gives you a virtual slap and tells you to pull yourself together. Yeah. Yes. That, <laughs> that, that would be a brilliant app, actually. Someone could just develop that, you know, just to slap you in the face every so often with a wet leaf. Um, that'd be quite nice. But, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think these apps are good. And, and I do like it. And, I, and I, like you say, the meditation, the sounds, the, the experiences have been really positive for me and i think just having that place to go i mean i'm not a person who's into the kind of group mentality around this you know get it you know let talk to your friends and although we do we all talk but what i mean is mm-hmm. we, i don't i'm not one of those kind of get in a room with people and you know share your experiences or go to counseling i think if you if that's you then more power to you and you're braver than me it ain't it ain't for me i'm just not that kind of person i just i couldn't face that no but you I, just but, call up sean and i and just rant, rant. Us and, yeah exactly yeah, well what i do is i rant at you i wind myself <laughs> up wind you and then up we calm you down well, well there's that and then the app does the rest yeah correct <laughs> the, the no, i do i do have to say i do have to say though i want to give honorable mention to my second because it actually goes in uh you know in really well with this and that was earlier in the year when i got the sleep phones which are really really oh, nice yeah. when it comes to bluetooth headphones because i use those in conjunction with calm or the insight timer app that i use at night and and for anybody who didn't hear that the, uh, earlier this year sleep phones are basically just kind of like a, a cloth headband that has bluetooth headphones built in that are very soft they they are very comfortable they move very easily with you so if you roll over or lay on your side they don't hurt they don't stick you in your ear they're, they're very comfortable and so combining something like that with an app like this when you go to bed at night it's so nice I, i've probably in the eight nine months that i've had the sleep phones combining that with an app i've probably not worn them five nights out of like nine months they're that right. helpful to me 
Yeah. Well, hang on. Stephen's got a second one. We're running out of time. He does. I just wanted to get that honorable mention in, but uh, yeah, he does have a second. What, what is it, Stephen? Yeah, I see what you did there, Tim. That was very smart. Uh, right, let's get the... <laughs> I tried. Let's get the final one in. And I'll be honest, this is not particularly impressive. I'm not even sure if I, this is a great one or not. I got this this year, and at first I thought, this is brilliant. And now I'm thinking, eh, I don't oh, know. Well. Build um, it up, Stephen. So, I can't wait. Wow. Great <laughs> great thing to end on. Yes, wonderful. Well, this is a bit of a recommendation. If you're thinking of getting one of the new Echo Studios, that's the speaker that... Uh, three, oh, I'm so jealous. Audio. Uh, well, I, I bought not just one, but I bought two of them. Oh, spare, going free. Yep. Not quite. Totally jealous. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it might be one each for both of you because I, I'm... I'll be honest, I'm not right. not loving it, to be honest. So the the stereo sound thing that it does is pretty naff. All it does is just add a big ton of echo to music. That apparently classifies itself as 3D audio. Um, and what it does is it just bounces that off all the walls. Um, it, it's like you're in your house, but also at a rock concert performed by Celine Dion. <laughs> Hang on, um, is this a recommendation? <laughs> no. Um, I'm, not, I'm not selling these. This isn't QVC. At a, at a um, rock concert by Celine Dion? Well, that, well, okay. In the sense of it has that power of a, of a, a massive, loud concert, oh. but you can be listening to something really, really calm um so you know it's it's just i don't know i'm not sold on this you can turn that off you don't have to have it like that but the sound when you switch it off is quite weak um and actually i compare that to uh i decided this year i have a home pod an apple home pod that my wife got me for christmas last year so i decided to pair that with another one uh so i got a second home pod paired the two together compared them with the the echo studios which incidentally are about the same size and in terms of price, you'd be looking at about $100 difference. So it's close enough in the margins to consider. It's not like, you know, we're talking way, way, way up here, like Sonos level. Yeah. Um, they're not far off each other. Uh, the HomePods blow the Echo Studios out of the water, and we're only talking $100 really? difference. So, you know, the Echo Studios are okay. If you have Sean's uh, quality threshold... No. No. Which is low, uh, no. then you'll love them. <laughs> if you if you have my audio threshold, you'll maybe not like them as much. Apple fanboy, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I, I must say, even with, I, I, to be brutally honest, I mean, the Apple HomePods are great. Pair up two Sonos Play Fives, wowie, your head is blown. <laughs> but then the cost goes up as it's well. A different level, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a whole different level. Yeah. Even even the, the Sonos Play 1s, although they've been superseded by the Sonos, I want to call them, what are they called again? The Sonos, the name's gone, the new ones. I think it was just called Sonos 1, actually. They renamed no them as. Um, that was the sort of follow-up to the Play 1. Two of those together, um, and again, similar price to the HomePod. No, I beg your pardon, the Echo Studios, actually, the same price as the Echo Studios. Um, you would pick Sonos Wow, I, I don't believe you. I'm going to just come out and say it. I do not believe you because all the reviews that I've uh, watched and heard about the studios, uh, people are raving about them. So I want any listener out there who's got the Amazon Studio, the Echo Studios, to email in and tell him he's wrong or agree with him if you must. But, but Sean, it may not be that the Echo Studios are bad by themselves, not directly compared to something else. Maybe they're fantastic. But then matched up against these other, you know, the Sonos devices and, and Apple no, HomePod. No, it's they, Maybe they ears. just don't measure up. His ears need some ears. love. That's the problem. Uh, no, my ears are fine. Your ears are very questionable, priests. I tell you that. What a way uh, to end the episode. Yeah. <laughs> He's colorblind and tone deaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah not kidding. Uh, hang on, who are you talking to? Uh, <laughs> the one of us that's colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, in theory, we're all colorblind in a way. Anyway, we'll leave it well, there. What a beautiful way to end. Um, okay, thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you want to get in touch, uh, Sean, how can people email this program? You can email us using feedback at ami.ca. And Tim, how can people call? You can call us at 1-866-509-4545. And remember, just let us know it's okay to use your voicemail on air. It's really important you say that. Uh, Otherwise, we won't because you won't have said it's okay. And that would be against the broadcasting code. And as you yeah, know, the AMI lawyers aren't very we, happy. With yeah, well, as you know, we follow that code to the letter. Uh, right, yes. we're off. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you again in 2020. Wow, the future. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8:30 p.m. Eastern on AMI TV for more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.